0: you know i really like that about oh shit welcome welcome back uh welcome to the other side of hell podcast if you have not yet don't forget to like and subscribe follow us on instagram at the other side of hell 101 and if you need to contact us contact us at the other side of hell at gmail.com sorry for the interruption please enjoy the show we at the other side of hell podcast are not therapists doctors or counselors we're just two
1: guys who've been through hell and come out the other side Please be aware, we may talk about drinking and drugging in detail. Anyone struggling with addiction may find this triggering. Our goal is to share our stories, explore our struggles, and connect with others through our experience. Remember, we are not alone. There is hope, and together we can get better. Hey everybody, what's up? I'm Cameron. And I'm Willie. And you are on the other side of hell. We are on the other side of hell yeah, Together, and we are better. all on the other side of hell Right now, in this moment Welcome to the show Yeah How are you, Willie? Well, it's always, like, getting going Ugh. Yeah, I need that momentum Like,
0: Woo! <laughs> it's always, it's always like, starting off is always, still always awkward like, It's like,
1: oh, well, I think it's your fault Why? Because it's not my fault Well, I didn't do it on purpose Well, if you did, it's okay <laughs> You know, I feel like every time you do that, it's more and more clever. I'm actually really impressed. Yeah. Well. Normally, you're not a clever dude. No, no I'm not. Really, I'm. I'm trying to be less rigid. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You might fun. be.
1: You might be one of the most le- least rigid people I know. Oh, nice. Thank you. Yeah. That's a compliment. I think. I, I it's supposed to be a compliment. <laughs> it, I appreciate your open mindedness. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that it, it it says a lot about what it is we're going to talk about today. Like we're going to talk about purpose. Yes. Um, which I think is uh, is is sort of the driving force behind everything. Yeah. The right? reason
0: that we're doing this
1: show. Yeah. And I, I I don't know that we've ever really talked about it before because it uh, is it's not maybe an easy thing to talk about and it's uh, it's sort of large. Yeah. all encompassing.
0: It, it's it seems like it's the one thing that the on the show that, that is really individualized between people, you know, mm-hmm. like and, and groups like like you can really individualize your purpose. You know, your purpose for the show is a little bit different than my purpose for the show and the, the show's purpose for the, the audience is you know, like all those three things all individually have a purpose, yet there's also a greater purpose for all those things together. So it's like, it just
1: gets bigger and builds and it's fun to explore. Yeah. I think so too. Like I, I I think for a long time, you know, I, I sort of always felt like I, I had a purpose, but I didn't know what it was, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think that, uh, it's, it's easy to get lost in this idea of, of purpose. And, and over the years, like through the nature of, what it is we do you know or the the place that we get to after we've been through some shit right Mm -hmm. um my my definition and concept of purpose has changed quite a bit yeah you know
0: would you say that's well yeah I, i mean uh like so so purpose purpose is not finite you know and i think that's part of the the rigidness of the idea of purpose like i i thought that i needed to go into something when i st- first started learning about purpose you know destiny mm. you know pre predetermined outcomes and things like that in my life you know i didn't i didn't realize that, that that it's not a finite thing that that purpose can change over time based on where i'm at in my life and so um With Knowing that, right, I'm able to to create a life around certain things but still stay purpose-driven based on, you know, my credo, you know, values that I hold, um, things that are important to me, failures that I don't want to revisit, stuff like that. And then also having a mission in life that creates a feeling inside of me that makes it feel all worth it, right? And so um, I forgot what your question was, but yeah. All that.
1: <laughs> Why don't you move your mic up just a little bit? There you go. Like this boom. Yeah, that's how daddy likes it. <laughs> yeah, I mean no, the the question was like what, what what does what does purpose mean to you? Yeah. Okay. I mean, do you feel like you have you have a purpose now? Uh have you okay. always had a purpose? Well, I don't know. You know, I know purpose is something
0: that, that's, um, well, yes, right? But it's not what I, I initially thought as far as purpose goes, like what I was talking about. You know, I thought that purpose was something that I was supposed to carry with me for the rest of my life. And mm-hmm. there was a finish line on it and that it was a destination that I was working towards and that I had to reach that before I died. Otherwise, this entire show was not worth doing and I failed
1: mm-hmm.
0: right and now uh, it's a little bit different because um, I feel like it's more a way of life like I can I can create a purpose driven life yeah versus a place that I'm trying to get to through purpose you know and and I used to be really confused about that and it still probably sounds a little confusing but um, today you know uh, I feel like like purpose and meaning, you know, like, where do I, where do I draw the line on those two things? You know, um, it feels like, ah, oh, I was like, ugh, like, how do I explain this? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, I, my life has a lot of meaning in it. You know, things are done intentionally today Yeah, towards a, certain type of feeling inside of myself Mm -hmm. right and so my purpose as far as i can tell is to create the most value that i can in the world around me Mm -hmm. you know and that that was it took me a long time to grab a hold of something that was worth as far as i could um explain it you know adding value to the world around me is something worth working towards. Right. 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 And so, um, I can't have a selfishly driven purpose. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I mean, I can, that's a choice that I can have. Like I can make my purpose, just go out and make as much money as I possibly can. right? Right. Which is, I mean, I guess it's noble for some people, but if I don't do it, in a way that adds value to other people's lives, then it won't mean anything to me, you know, because my life is driven so much by positive emotion Mm -hmm. and connection with other people that everything has to be kind of centered around that purpose. Right. You know, my finances, my relationships, my diet, my exercise, my sleep patterns, my routines, my habits, they all have to be centered around that same thing of, how do I use these things to add value to other people's lives? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the reason for that is because I found that that creates the most value in my life. Right. You know, right. the most, uh, the opinion of my own self grows through adding value to other people. And so I don't know that that purpose is a destination anymore. Like I used to think that purpose was a destination.
1: Yeah. You know, so, Yeah. Well, that I mean, I'm really glad you said that because I think that for me, that's exactly what my thinking was prior to really, you know, experiencing the life that I have. Is thinking that this, that purpose, quote unquote, purpose, you know, like was what I was supposed to do for a career, right? You know, or or something very materialistic, Mm -hmm. um, you know, like oh, my purpose in life is to make movies or my purpose in life is to, you know, uh, just be some sort <laughs> be of awesome. Yeah. Like be an entertainer, you know, yeah. of, of some sort. And it's like, that's not like I, I've realized now that, you know, my purpose is, is a couple of things, right? Like it's not, it's not something that is going to, what's the best way to say this? Like, my purpose is not something that is going to be what I do every day. Right. You know, it, that might be my passion. Okay. But that's not my purpose. Okay. Right? And so I think for a long time I was confusing the concept of purpose with career. Yeah. And, and you know, now I can look at it. And, and I think one of the coolest things or one of the moments that really sort of shifted my concept of of what my purpose is quote unquote was Tolle, Eckhart Tolle's book, you know, the power of now, which feels like we've talked about recently, but, um, you know, he talked about how people are always obsessed with finding their purpose and, and the people would always come to him and say, you know, like, well, I'm just trying to find my purpose. And, and, you know, I, I feel like I'm just wandering aimlessly and, and he would say, well, your purpose is, well, what are you doing right now? Well, me for example, like I'm sitting at this table, I'm talking to Will, and we're, you know, doing a podcast. He said, "Well, that that's your purpose, <laughs> obviously, right? Because that's what you're doing." It's like, oh, wow, okay. So, like, it really, it really shook my mind. Like, that's it's all temporary. It's all, you know, like mm-hmm. whatever I'm doing in the current present moment is my purpose and for me to sort of think about it in that way was really sort of mind altering. It was just like, oh, like it turns out like my purpose is not, you know, some some materialistic thing that is meant to benefit me in a in an egotistical way. Right. Instead, it's actually like, you know, me being present, me feeling this moment, me, you know, feeling myself and connecting with the universe as it currently is. And, you know, and sort of to, to again, unlearn what I had previously thought about purpose and to relearn, you know, the idea of what purpose actually is was, was a new concept for me. And so again, like I had to really forget about what I thought I knew, like with almost everything in recovery, right? Like really... When alcohol and drugs took me to a place that I never thought I would be and I had to surrender, what I did in that instance was sort of hit the reset button. You know, I had decided in that instance that everything I knew up from birth until that point was wrong and that I needed to start over and relearn some shit. Right. So it was in that moment that I hit the reset button and... And became open-minded and willing to explore all these different alternatives to, to my previous way of thinking. And luckily, by doing so, I was able to find you know, a program that allowed me to, um, to surrender enough to get sober one day at a time, right. but also to redefine you know, my concept of what purpose was, of what my career could be, or what, you know, my relationship to others could be, or what my relationship to myself could be, or the things that I thought I was capable of, and basically just change the nature of everything. Right. And, you know, in those instances, I was just a sponge, dude. Yeah, because I knew nothing. (laughs) I had to learn everything all and, and over again. And you were willing to learn. Yeah. I, I mean, it was necessary. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> it really was because what I knew up until that point was that my old way of thinking was killing me. Yeah. You know, and I was killing myself
0: and you didn't want to die.
1: Yeah. Eventually I got to a point where I didn't want to die. And, you know, the loved ones in my life helped me see that, that I was worth living, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, and yeah. And so now, you know, I because of of that openness and that willingness and sort of the exploration that has come from, you know, looking into all these different things, I've been able to sort of redefine what purpose is and really do the work to determine that purpose for me is more of an emotion than anything. Yeah. Like, like you said, you know, your purpose is to to bring value to the people's lives around you, mm-hmm. which is completely selfless and an, and an emotion in and of itself, right? Like you're gonna bring value in any way that you can, so that you feel better, so yeah. That you feel good. That's all we. That's all we want is just to feel good, right? Right. And for me, like all I want is to feel comfortable in my own skin, you know. Right. And through some of the work that I've been able to do, it's like, well, what really makes me feel comfortable? What what really adds value to my life is being able to connect with others Mm -hmm. and to identify with others and to really feel as though this person and I are sharing something. And, and that for me is purpose. And it's, it's really weird because it's not what I would have thought, you know, when I, when I hear the word purpose, but if I can really just sort of narrow it down to that. It, it means a lot of things like it does sort of change the nature of what I might want to do with my life for a career. Sure. You know? It does change the nature of what my hobbies might entail. And it does, you know, change the nature of how I choose to interact with individuals on a daily basis. And so even though at its core, it seems like a very, very simple concept you know, it's something that I can use to apply to all these different avenues of my life and aspects of my life that will greatly benefit my relationship to myself and hopefully leave me feeling comfortable in my own skin.
0: Yeah. With sounds that. like a great purpose. Right. Yeah. 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 Helping other people. Helping yeah. other people, you know. It it takes a lot of practice, man. It takes a lot of practice again this this thing isn't linear you mm. know like like finding finding what works for you is going to be different you know in a year from now you know how you achieve that is going to be different than the way you do now and and the way it was five years ago is way different than the way it is now you know like as we as we learn the things that work for us we're able to put those things into practice and we're able to put you know, the maximum amount of energy into each one of the things that matters to us, you know, and, and finding purpose is something that you you really have to go through and and find the things that mean something to you mm-hmm. on a personal level so that you can put your energies into that thing. Um, you know, the this isn't a one size fits all kind of thing. You right. Know? Uh, there's there's mothers out there that their entire lives are absolutely fulfilled by being mothers and there's nothing else that they would rather do. And there's mothers out there that are career women that would much rather provide than, than nurture, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and I know for me, like, I have to do um, some experimentation with the things in my life so that I can find something that works for me on a consistent basis. You know, I have to, I have to, um, you know, try, you know as like being a father for example i have to try like spending maximum amounts of time with my children and see how that works as far as creating purpose for me you know um i have to i have to spend very little time with my children and see how that creates purpose for me you know Mm -hmm. do just providing and do just nurturing and like because i'm such an extremist you know i think that if anything changes emotionally on a daily basis, then I'm doing something wrong, you know? And I think, oh man, I'm I'm off track from my purpose because I'm not feeling as excited about it today as I was yesterday. And that's just right. simply not the case. You know, the, the fact is, is that, you know, and we've talked about it several times on the show, we're not always going to feel the same every day. You know, some days we're going to show up to do, the work and it's the, the emotion is not going to be there mm-hmm. and we have to do the work anyway, you know, um, in order for me to find maximum value in the things that I'm creating and the things that I'm doing, I have to put intention behind everything that I do. I have to really check where I'm coming from with everything that I do. Right. You know, I have to, mm-hmm. I have to because there's an ego that lives inside of me that that thrives on selfishness. And, and there's this thing that I've had with me my whole life that tries to convince me that I'm unlovable and that I'd be better off alone and you would be better off without me in your life. And that's simply just not true. Right. However, it's there. And it can get really dark inside my skull sometimes. And I can get so wrapped up outside of, uh, of, of positive thinking and I can get trapped in a rut where um, I'll be in that space and not realize I'm there until I've been in it so long that everybody's life around me is darkened
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know as, as we continue on this path of, of fulfillment if you will this path of enlightenment this path of of embetterment people will start following you and they will start uh, falling into a place where they start kind of getting dependent upon your success and your your ability to make them feel better. Like you become responsible as a person to do the best you can. And, And it's not like they're looking at you to be perfect. They're just looking at you to be present. And so, when I first got sober, everybody knew that I was a fucking mess and they couldn't count on me for shit. Right. Yeah, you know? but I was loved, you know, people loved me. Mm-hmm. And as I started making amends through action, right? Like it wasn't so much me just not using and drinking and it wasn't just me paying back financial debts and it wasn't me not stealing anymore. It was me showing up to work on a consistent basis. It was me continuing on self-improvement through, you know, when we when we talk about self-improvement, I'm, I specifically mean emotional self-improvement, right? Like, that's the biggest thing in my family's life. Like, they could give a fuck what I do about a career, but the fact that I'm happy and that I'm reliable, mm-hmm. that's huge for my family. You know, that's huge for the people in my life. So as I started making those amends through those types of actions and working on emotional self-improvement, people started, like, asking me to do stuff, you know? Like, can you come help with this one thing? Can you show up to do this one thing? And as I became reliable in those things, you know, the more reliable I became, the more dependent people got on my reliability. And so I have to start being responsible for my recovery, for my actions, you know? I have to recognize that I've created this space through self-improvement, through um, the healing and immense process that people are going to look to to me for answers and I better be ready to show up for it. Otherwise, their world becomes dark, right? And so when I get into these dark spaces where the monster is like fucking chewing me up, chewing me up alive, I can go back to all the work that I've done up to this point and remember that the most important thing in my life is to add value to other people. And the way that I do that is by putting intention behind everything that I do. Why am I doing this one thing? Why am I making this amends? Is it to make myself feel better or is it to make you feel good? Right? Like, and, and I think doing stuff for other people is the greatest way to, to create purpose inside your life. You know, I I love what you said about, you know, your career can change or, or whatever, because that's true. Like things are going to change. Like like my home's going to change. My life's going to change. My health's going to change. You know, things are going to change, but I have to remain focused on the one thing that I don't think will ever change is the value of helping other people.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I I just, I think it's going to, continue to be good and I will always benefit from being of service to other people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, to that note, like I think that sometimes, sometimes and and the difficult thing for me oftentimes is knowing, knowing that my life will benefit from it, knowing that it will make me feel good, knowing that it is something that, I care enough about these people around me to do and yet doing it is often you know can be challenging like there's there's this idea I have that you know that knowing something is not the same as doing something I mean I can know and I had a lot of information even prior to getting sober about what it was like to be sober what it was, you know, maybe the reasons why I was drinking. I I felt like I had all the information I needed to be sober. Yeah. But I couldn't do it, you know. And 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 even now, like I feel like I have a lot of information about connecting with others, about helping others and all the all the ways that it benefits me to do so. And yet, you know, sometimes sometimes it can be challenging to to follow through with, with those things, Mm -hmm. you know, and to actually implement them into my daily life and, and know, like you said, you know, what my intention is behind the action that I'm taking when I'm interacting with individuals, you know? And I think that it all, it all just takes work, right? Like there's probably reasons why that's not happening. Like why? why I'm so hesitant to connect with others. Why, you know, like, um, for some reason I see it as a task and in, in it, and you know, it, it can come down to what's going on inside me spiritually. And usually that's the case. Like I'm probably thinking too much about it. Like I've got to let go a little bit. I've got to do more totally stuff and just be present. Like just yeah. be like recognize that this is just the space that I'm in and it's okay to just be here and be now, you know, and let go and really just feel the moment for what it is. Yeah. And I don't know. I think purpose purpose is tricky because purpose it can it can be really misconstrued. And 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 I like what you said about, you know, finding yourself in these dark spaces because when I find myself in these dark spaces, I can recognize that I am not, you know, like I am not living my purpose. And that I'm isolating, and when I'm isolating, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing anything that's helping anybody else, right. including myself. And so it all has to kind of start back with me. Like, I've got to take care of myself. Like, if, if it's not enough to do it for myself, then what kind of worth is anybody else going to see in me? You know, like, I have to start here and say, I am worth the work that I am putting into me. And then others will see it too. Yeah. And if I can start with myself, I will more than likely naturally be inclined to help other people. And if not naturally all the time, then hopefully incrementally, I'll be willing <laughs> to help people and in other times push myself to help people. Yeah. Because I see the value that it can bring. Yeah. And so I don't know. Like, I think for me like I really does take a lot of grit sometimes. Sure. It takes a lot of pushing, sure. Yeah. And I fucking hate it. Well. Do you though? <laughs> I mean, do you? I mean, I've come to accept it, right? Yeah. yeah. Because
0: because the payoff is, is I mean, there's going to be two kinds of there's going to be two types of of payment, right? Like Like one, one, they're both hard, Mm -hmm. just one pays better, Mm -hmm. you know, spiritually. And, and, and it's, it's such a weird thing, you know, purpose, uh, outside of spirituality is it's difficult to, to believe in purpose, you know, because we're so, I think, um, just the, the message behind it is that the purpose is supposed to come from something outside of ourselves. And, and direct us towards whatever we were created to, to do, mm-hmm. you know. And I know that's certainly the case with me is that when I think about purpose and I think about destiny and those kind of things, I think about a God or a higher power or some universal intelligence that created me on purpose, right? And that sat down at its art table and said, okay, today I'm going to create Willie, and these are all the things that he's going to have and this is the way that he's going to look and this is what he's going to do and now it sends me out into creation into the physical plane and i go out and i try to figure out almost like a like a game of clue like i just pick up all these little pieces all over the place trying to figure out okay what is it that god has intended me to do now, not being a, a spiritual person or, or whatever in, in the realm of that type of spirituality, I still have the programming from religion that told me those kind of things, right? That said, you know, that I was created by a creator. And maybe I was, you know, like the, all that's starting to change. But coming from a biological standpoint, going, okay, I started as a single cell organism. I evolved into this complex human being with emotions and trying to create purpose and, you know, finding meaning in life so that the one life that I have isn't wasted. And then, you know, creating words like purpose and finding a destination for that thing. It can get kind of choppy because Mm -hmm. it seems so much easier to just go, okay, well, this is what God told me to do. And so that's what I'm going to do. And, um, I think that the, the beautiful thing about it is, is that, we can create and we can figure out what creates the maximum amount of feeling with inside of ourselves. You right. Know? For like, like Jordan, I dare say that music is part of his purpose. It's definitely part of something that he enjoys because he keeps doing it, you know, <laughs> like, 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 I don't know what, like, um,
2: I don't know. I think, I think Cameron nailed it on the head earlier going back to identifying that purpose isn't your identity. Um, it kind of goes into like, there's, there's, living out your purpose and living within your purpose or you know like that's that's kind of where i'm at music is something that brings me joy and inherently i've spent a lot of time and gotten good at it so for me the purpose isn't so much music as much as it is hey i can actually maybe share something that brings me joy with the rest of my counterparts or cohorts out here in this world if you want um you know so my purpose is sharing something that i enjoy my purpose is living within things that bring me joy things that mm-hmm. get me out of my way things that get me out of my head out of my thinking out of my ego and I'm able to just be in the moment that's my purpose so music oh. is one of those tools for me music for me is almost like meditation you know it's it's a it's a means for me to step outside myself get out of the way and let creation and all that just happen
0: what is well, well, perfect yeah bringing value right Adding value to other people seems to be right, right seems to be the common denominator in most people's purposes.
1: Right. but there's definitely some some passion behind it or some like like you in your case or joy, Jordan in his case, both of you are getting joy that you are that you are wanting to share with other people mm-hmm. in order to bring value to their their life experience. Right. Yes. And so it would seem as though it's important to, to do something that you you like to do, yeah, right? that you're passionate about, and then use that to to add value to to the relationship of others, yeah, and also just to recognize that uh, that you know purpose isn't. I really like what you said because I think that when we hear like the word purpose we we can oftentimes get lost in the big picture right like the why am i here and i think that's why you are so quick to to associate the word purpose to a god or a deity or you know a higher power it's like well there's got to be a a higher power who has sent me here to to do something specific. Like I had to have been created for a reason. What is that reason? Yeah. And I think that that's where people, I I don't want to say that's where people, I'll say sometimes I can get lost in that, right? And And I just have to, you know, bring it down and say, despite whether there is or there isn't a higher power, like I do feel like, I'm meant to experience life in a certain way. Uh And it's definitely not to be miserable the whole fucking time.
0: (laughs) Maybe experience a little bit. So you can have some contrast. Right.
1: Well, very, very, very good point. Right. Like I've got to have the dark to enjoy the light. Yeah. You know, and I, and I recognize that and I've definitely had my share of dark. (laughs) For sure Um, you have. But you know, I think ultimately like regardless as to again, the deity, like, I want to experience life, a happy life, a happy, meaningful life. And in order to do that, like I'm not looking for my purpose as if it's some evasive thing. Like I'm Indiana Jones, like searching after, you know, the Ark of the covenant, like I'm looking for, you know, what, what brings me the most joy and adds the most value to, to those around me, you know, while, feeling comfortable in my own skin, yes. you know, and that seems to be for me, like it seems to be connecting with others, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so, yeah, like I've, I've really got to take the, the large scope out of it sometimes and just bring it in and be like, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what it's all about. I don't know all, what it's all for, but I know this makes me happy. And then I want to live that kind of life. Right. And, and so yeah. I'll go through it. With intention in my actions to to implement that as my purpose, and
0: and that's quite noble, right? And and there's such a it's such a weird paradox that that comes along with with it because you know to touch on what you were saying about you know living living that fair share of darkness, you know adversity is going to be there. Like Mm -hmm. you are going to have fucking problems. Like people are going to have problems. You are going to have issues. The beautiful thing about being on this side of the table is that there's a lot of adversity that we can choose today you know like versus where i didn't have any real outlook on on the way that i thought and the things that i believed and was just taking information in from all over the world on top of being intoxicated all the time and trying to fulfill the void with substances and sexual relationships and food and just using all these outside sources, one of the beautiful things about that is that now, you know, I can choose the hard things I do. Right. And so with that in mind, you know, um, we take purpose by, you know, doing, doing things that make us uncomfortable. Okay. So if you can do something on a daily basis that makes you extremely uncomfortable, which is something that I've learned to believe in, you know, um, the workouts that I do, the the food plan that I'm on, the introspection that I do, the honesty that I maintain, the the career path that I've chosen, uh, being a parent, <laughs> um, like uh, the lifestyle that I've decided to live—all those things are hard, right? Like, like they're all hard, and. I'm glad that they are, because on a daily basis, I get to choose to do these hard things versus these hard things choosing to control my life. So when I, when I get up early in the morning, which when I say early in the morning, I get up at three o'clock Monday through Friday, and usually 3.30 to four on Saturday and Sunday, which is hard. It's hard to do. It's not something that I came up with on my own. You know, I started doing this after I got some coaching and 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 started working with some other people that do this same kind of stuff. It's hard, right? But it's something that I get to choose to do and automatically that makes me feel purpose, right? Like I get up and I feel like a father. Like like getting up early before my children get up, before my wife gets up, it makes me feel like I am the head of the household, that I'm already present, that I'm already doing my duty as a the leader of this family. And then I'm able to go into some spiritual work, if you will. You know, I go into doing my affirmations, which, you know, we have a vision for you that, that we've read. Mm -hmm. And I've started doing another thing where I'm writing a new vision for me daily. So I just take a page, a, a, a piece of paper and I write out the affirmations on this piece of paper. And it's a full sheet. It's about the size of your notebook. Uh, of, of just I am statements. And it usually comes from a place that I automatically fear first thing in the morning. Right. Like, like, cause I'll wake up in the morning and I'll check my, my, my mind. The first thing I do is try to go, thank you for something. And then what am I afraid of today? And it usually has something to do with finances. Almost always right off the rip is finances. Like, Oh, money, mm-hmm. you know, my diet, you know, Oh, I'm going to be hungry today because I'm on such a caloric deficit and, and, And my workouts, like those three things are always in the back of my mind as part of fear because they're all so hard to do. Sure. Right. They're all so hard to do and, and I'm never going to feel like it. And so I write those out and then I go into the business mode of things. First thing in the morning I go into and I start, I do my bookkeeping. I check my emails and then I go into my first meal, and then I go into my workouts, which are, are intense, you know, first thing in the morning. And so from 3 to 7 in the morning is my time to really set the intention for the day and put purpose behind every push-up, behind every rep, behind every word that I write. And, and by doing those things, it puts me in a position to where I can go out selflessly into the world because I've already chosen my adversity for the day. I've already chosen how I'm gonna show up by getting up early and knowing that I am the head of this household and that people are counting on me, and I love it. I love that I have that kind of pressure on me because it keeps me from going backwards. It keeps me from going back to a purposeless place of, of darkness where I didn't really know where I was going, I didn't know what I was doing, I was consuming whatever I wanted, whatever whatever I thought was gonna fill the void. I was having sex with whoever would have sex with me. And those things created a pain inside of me that ultimately led me to a place where I didn't want to live anymore. Right. You know, and I don't want to go back there. Like I'm willing to pay the insurance through adversity to maintain that. And even though I don't always have a clear vision of what my purpose my my purpose is, I try to maintain a clear vision of who I want to be. Mm-hmm. Right. And that that helps. Like mm-hmm. like if I can. Uh, Because I do get confused on my purpose, right? you know, like, and, and I've heard my coach talk about like, it doesn't matter. Right. Do the work. Yeah. Do the work to be the person that you want, that that you admire, the person that you want to be, give that purpose, that person away and your life will have purpose. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know? So there's there's a little little rant.
1: Well, no, but I I appreciate the way that you said like your life will have purpose because I think we we tend to think ver or purpose is going to be a verb when you know technically our life can just have purpose like it doesn't matter you know that that we don't have that we're living our purpose like our life will have purpose it will have meaning and like isn't that more valuable like. You know, that's really all we want is to live a good and fulfilled life, yeah. you know. And by doing the things that you're talking about, like the hard things, the difficult things, the uncomfortable things that set you up for success throughout the day, right, are, are only going to improve our odds of living a, a fulfilled and healthy life. And it's like if and – I, and I appreciate what your coach is saying. Like if we show up, then – and we do what we need to do for ourselves, then our lives will just naturally have purpose. And for me, with the bigger picture of purpose, like it feels like if I do those things, my quote unquote purpose will come. Like It's there, right? Yeah, exactly. Or again, like going back to Tolly's definition, I'm living my purpose. Yeah. Always, you know, and so, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's easy to get confused. I think that sometimes I've got to, you know, disassociate myself and, you know, really uncross the wires because there is still some, you know, previous thinking of what's it all about? <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. Like, and I'm it, just it's
0: fun. Yeah. Like
1: that's a fun playground, but fuck, you can get wrapped up in it. Yeah, exactly. And I have been wrapped up in it, you know, like it's a fun place to visit, but I don't want to move there. <laughs> So Tried I think to
0: figure it all out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can get really lost in all that stuff, but.
0: I love it, man. I love where this went. I, you know, again, Mike, when the, when the show starts, I never know what direction this thing's going to go. Sure. You know, I never know. Yeah. I, I just know these topics are important to me. Mm-hmm. You know, they are things that scare me. they are things that um, interest me. they are things that I've heard talked about. They're things that I think um, are worth exploring, right. and so it's fun to come on here and explore this stuff, and and come out of it as a viewer and
1: as a host. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always get something from it. Like any any we we talk about this stuff, like I, there's always something that I get from it. I hope that some somebody listening obviously will get something from it, but even if they don't, like our conversation we have if we happen to have microphones here like great if not you know like we could just have this conversation you know over coffee which is something that we do
0: you know basically what we're doing right exactly jordan usually talks a little bit more but uh, at coffee not here he talked a little too much today but it's okay you said it (laughs) oops
1: we love you man we appreciate you being here without him and, uh, you guys
2: just kind of like totally destroyed my purpose. I'm confused again. <laughs>
1: Confidence was the last episode. Yeah. <laughs> <I> said purpose. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I liked it. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think that it's it's great that we're talking about this because our war story today is somebody who's definitely gone yeah. through the process of, of finding out who he is and what his purpose yeah. is. Yeah, Alec.
0: Yeah. Alec Robinson. Great. Great yeah.
1: dude. He, uh, he, his story was great, yeah. I mean, he had uh kind of an untraditional story, but I really appreciated you know him sharing it with us and and being able to hear it,
0: yeah. And and he delivers it really well. Um, you know, one of the things that I that I love that he did share is that he feels like he did find his purpose exactly, you know, and and I, I think that he could tell it better than either one of us can, but yeah, you know, I you know, thank you for for and willing to share your story here and yeah 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 with that
1: we'll we'll let him tell you guys so without further ado here is alex war story
3: so my name is Alec robinson i am 27 years old from uh from minneapolis minnesota um i've been sober now well let's see here uh, a little over four years and four months. So what, uh, what my, my story, I suppose, kind of, there's a lot of elements that kind of go into it. I, um, I S I've suffered from anxiety and depression since, since I was 11 years old. Um, that's kind of when everything came to fruition and everything started happening. So, So yeah, I struggled with with really really bad crippling anxiety when I transitioned into middle school at the age of eleven or twelve. I don't I don't remember exactly what what age that is, but um, but that was kind of where everything started for me. So I uh, yeah, I, one day I was it was my first day of school, and all of a sudden I started feeling these feelings that I had never experienced before in my life. And my, my anxiety uh, resides in my gut. So when I get super nervous, I just, I throw up and uh, I spent like the first day just wrapped around a toilet, absolutely just thrown up. And when you're, when you're that young and you're at that age and all of a sudden you, you start having these feelings, you, you have no idea what's going on. You're like, is there something wrong with me? What's, what's going on here? And so I spent the better part of a year trying to kind of figure out what was going on. My whole family's in the medical field. So that made things a little bit easier in terms of they were like, oh, well, you might have some some anxiety issues. So I started seeing a bunch of doctors and everything got put on medication and, um, uh, things started to to get a little bit better for me, but for anyone out there who kind of understands anxiety, uh, anxiety and depression go hand in hand. So usually, when you get one, you get the other with it as well. It wasn't until later in my life that that the depression started kicking in. I'd say a, a pretty early into high school, I started having issues with depression where. All of a sudden, again, one of those times I just I had no motivation for everything. I was a I was a pretty high level um, hockey player and it was my my whole life that's that's all I did, especially being up here in Minnesota. You know, you play hockey and everything. And I had no want to to play hockey anymore. I didn't want to spend time with friends anymore and And when you have that flip switch in your head, it it's pretty scary because again, you're young, you really don't have any idea what's going on. So, so yeah, I started, uh, you know, feeling, feeling really, really bad about myself, uh, just having no motivation or want to really do anything at all. So I actually started pretty young age. I started, you know, I guess, recreationally drinking and everything when I was, I don't know, probably 14 years old, nothing crazy, you know, just being young and dumb, and, uh, going to parties with friends and everything. And, but I I realized really early on at a young age, I was like, Oh, I'm pretty good at this. That's probably not the, the best thing to be good at when you're, you're that young, but, uh, alcoholism runs very, very deep in my family. So I got the drinking gene, that's for sure. And then, um, you know you mix in some narcotics on uh from time to time have yourself a good time you know throw some Xanax in the mix and everything and uh it's it's quite the recipe for disaster but uh but yeah i mean started drinking quite a bit and then my depression got to the point where i just i no longer wanted to to live anymore i actually i tried committing suicide twice Um, When I was 16, I spent a month in an inpatient uh, psychiatric ward, Um, kind of bullshitted my way through that as anyone who's got, you know, addiction issues. know, you're the master deception. You know exactly what to say, how to say it and who to say it to. So got myself out of there pretty quick. I spent a month there and then uh, got myself uh, put back in there my senior year of high school. And um, so at that point, I was you know, at one of the lowest points in my life and, uh, you know, I was getting ready to transition into college. Um, both my parents thought I wasn't exactly ready to go to college looking back. Absolutely was not. And so they said, well, well, we don't feel like you're, uh, you're ready to, to go to college. I thought I was, which obviously I wasn't, um, they said, well, you know, we're, we're not really wanting to financially help you, you know, get into college. And I said, well, if you don't do that, I'll just join the military. And they said, well, we're not going to do that. So the next thing I did, I, I went and enlisted in the Marine Corps the next day, just out of spite, basically. So, uh, yeah, I did my time in, in, in the military. And of course, uh, anyone who's familiar with the military, the culture is, you know, drinking, um, whenever you're not working, you're drinking. So, um, I mean, the first first few years, you're so low on the totem pole that you you don't really think for yourself. So I was kind of a yes man for quite a while, but then you start picking up rank, you get some more free time on your hands, and and that's when my uh, my drinking really really started to develop again. Um, I have a brother that lives out in California, and me and him would uh, would definitely put him back, you know, from starting starting with a twenty four pack, and then and I use I used alcohol to to self medicate for all the shit that I didn't want to deal with in my own life. And so once I once um you know basically developed the the heavy drinking throughout the military and when I got out, I uh I had no idea what I wanted to do. Um you kind of when you get out of the military they kick you to the curb and you're like, "Hey, best of luck. Hope you hope you don't, you know, mess up too badly." Um Uh, yeah. So I got out, I was 22 years old, had no idea what I wanted to do. That's all I knew for the last years was, you know, the military being told what to do, when to do it and everything. So when you transition back into the civilian world, it's not, not the easiest transition. So, um, I got into a relationship right out of, uh, right out of the military and, um, was not, not so great for me. Um, I mean, I don't need to go into to super long details about that, but basically I, you know, had no fulfillment in my own life and I put, you know, all of that onto her and expected her to provide happiness and, you know, be my beacon of light, which, which she wasn't, um, you know, we had our issues and everything like that. She was a, she was a drinker. I was a drinker. So it was just a big recipe for disaster. Um, but yeah, I ended up getting a DUI, wrapped my car around a vehicle. That didn't stop me; kept going. And at that point, I was pretty heavy into narcotics as well. I really like pain pills. You know, I ne- the the funny thing is, I never did anything dumb on pain pills. I'd just sit on my couch, you know, pop an obscene amount of Oxycontin or or Percocet and just chill, giggle, and watch TV. So so the narcotics were never really the thing that got me into trouble. Um, surprisingly I'm still alive today. It blows, it absolutely blows my mind. I, I put so many narcotics into my system a in a small amount of time that I should, I should definitely not be alive today. But, uh, but yeah. And then after me and her split, that's kind of when I went off the deep end. Um, I mean, throughout that whole time I was, I was drinking heavily, but it got to the point where, you know, I was just drinking alone and then it got to the point where basically I just sat at like a 0.07 throughout the whole day. And then when, you know, when, when I was done with everything I needed to do, I just, you know, went at it. I, I couldn't, uh, couldn't fall asleep unless I finished a carrier of Windsor whiskey before I went to bed. So that just, you know, was probably a year of doing that to the point where, you know, I made, I made so many, so many terrible mistakes throughout that where it was, you know, I was a violent drunk. So I had gotten, you know, physical with my brother quite a few times, um, a a few incidents with my sister. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so I was, I was not the happiest drunk. I basically flipped on a dime. I could be having a really good time and then something triggers me and it all goes downhill from there. And I became, you know, the, the incredible Hulk, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, I was religiously drinking every single day for about a year. And then um, my, last, my last eye-opening moment was, um, it was a few days before the 4th of July, and I was out on the Mississippi River with some friends, drinking from 7 in the morning all the way through, through the night. And then um, my mother actually picked me up. I was at least smart enough to ask for a ride home. But then after that, everything, I I don't remember anything. I woke up the next morning and walked downstairs and both my parents are sitting at the kitchen table, just absolutely mortified. And I'm like, oh boy, what'd I do this time? And, uh, and then they asked me if I, if I remember anything I did, I didn't. And I ended up, they told me I ended up getting super physical with my mother and my father. My mom's a little five foot, 95 pound woman. And, um, they called the cops, the cops came, they settled me down. My parents didn't press charges or anything, but basically they told me, you know, if you don't figure your shit out, you know, unfortunately we're going to have to cut ties. So it was actually that, that very, very next day that I told myself, um, uh, no more, uh, you gotta, you gotta quit. And so, uh, I made a promise to uh, to myself and my family members. I actually remember sitting in the parking lot and uh, texting, sending out a group text to you know my all the closest people, and uh, said, "Hey, I'm done drinking." And of course, everyone was like, "Yeah, okay, we've heard this a million times," and uh, here we are, four and four years and some change later. And uh, it's funny when I got sober everything kind of seemed to fall into place. I mean, overall, you, you don't believe what you can do when you're actually not intoxicated. It's pretty wild. You can get a lot of shit done. Um, but the big misconception I think a lot of people have with sobriety is, oh, if I get sobriety, all my all my problems will go away, which in fact it's, you know, you get sober and, and you finally realize, holy shit, I actually do have all these issues and now i got to deal with them. I think a lot of people have success in with sobriety when they actually start tackling those issues that they do have, um, and then some people, unfortunately, they they don't and they just fall back in and relapse or whatever, whatever it may be. I know a lot of people who work the program. I know a lot of people who who uh, who don't and have success. I was the type of person. I I didn't do a twelve step program. I told myself, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna be I'm I'm not going to drink or do drugs anymore, and fortunately, I've been able to to do that ever since. Um, my mom always told me my my grandpa quit cold turkey, so she always says, you know, you got you got the drinking gene from him, but you also got the self discipline that he did as well in terms of just quitting. Um, I'm a firm believer that it takes overall two weeks to get all your all the alcohol, drugs, all that out of your system, and then after those two weeks, it's all on you. You can either, and, um, you know, I break it down to a, you know, how do you stay sober? It's just a yes or no thing. You either tell yourself that you're not going to, or you make excuses for yourself as to why you're going to do it. Um, I know it, I know technically it's not that cut and dry, but at the end of the day, it really is. It's either you do it or you don't. Um, You can have, I, I, you know, I get quite a few people. I'm pretty vocal about my sobriety and everything via social media and everything. And I get an overwhelming amount of people that reach out and uh, they always, you know, ask, so how do you, how'd you do it? You know, how'd you do it? How, how do you continue to do it? And unfortunately I don't have all those answers because everyone's different. But, uh, but the one thing I do say is, is at the end of the day you can have the greatest support system in the world, but, they're not going to keep you sober. It comes down to you, whether you want it or not. And, um, I, I, I think you, I always, I always tell people, I think there's three things that you need to have to be successful, not only in life, but sobriety as well and everything. And that's, you know, someone to love, whether that's, you know, a family member, a dog, a pet, whatever it may be, someone, someone to love, something to do with your time, work hobbies all that and then something to look forward to and i i think if you keep those three things in mind those are three things that can really get you out of any situation or continue to to lead you down down the path of success um yeah but that's the crazy thing about sobriety is is there is no blueprint for it um there isn't i mean everyone responds differently to it everyone um not it, it, it isn't. It's not a workout plan. It's not a plan you can follow and, and expect to get results from. It's all catered to that individual person. Some people might need overwhelming amount of support. Some people might not need any at all. It's just one of those things that you gotta find out. You gotta it's all trial and error as well. You gotta go in, you gotta figure out what works and what doesn't work for you. And um but but it's it's hard because it's something that you have to put the time and effort into. And, but if you do, if you do put the time and effort into it, you, you will find what works, you will find what works and you will, you'll find out real quick, the things that don't work. Um, but also that comes with, you know, everything else that comes from in terms of like forgiveness and everything like that. I mean, I think my family forgave me right from the start. They forgave me right away for everything I did. And I put them through. absolute ringer but the hardest thing that i i had to deal with was actually forgiving myself for the things i did i don't know if i've exactly forgiven myself for everything i've done yet um but i'm working on it um i try to i try to be the best person i can possibly be every single day i try to help out you know as many people as i possibly can because that's where i think that that rebuilding happens is when if you have success with something to be able to pass that pass that on to someone else and show support because I, I do I I absolutely, you know, I hate seeing seeing people struggling with health chemical abuse issues because I know what that's like. I know what it's like to be at the at the the most the bottom pits of hell and figuring how the hell am I going to come back from it. And I think that discourages so many people. But what they don't realize is you can do it. You have all the capabilities in the world to do it. And if you do do that, you're not going to believe the things that you're capable of doing. When you can give yourself the the gift of having a clear mind all the time, you're 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 not only going to find out a lot about yourself, but you're going to find out things that you love. You're going to find out things that you hate. You're going to find out things that you want to pursue in life, things that you thought you did, but you actually don't. Um, for me, that's where all my success has come, come from in the past four plus years is, you know, I, I, uh, I had no idea when I, like I was saying, I had no idea what I wanted to, to do when I got out of the military and, you know, I would call it divine intervention or something, but I ended up, you know, meeting my, my now business partner pretty, pretty shortly after. And that's when kind of everything started, you know, falling into place for me. Um, I found my purpose in life and what I wanted to do, and um, and that having a purpose in life is everything. Having having a reason to wake up in the morning, and that's what I found. And it it was, I I credit you know my success in sobriety to a huge portion of that to finding my purpose in life. So I mean, you think about it. If you don't have any purpose in life, what's the fucking point? Like, what are you doing? I, you know, and, and your purpose can be so many different things, whether that's, you know, you know, being a parent or your job or what whatever it may be. But but if you find your purpose, hold on to that shit as hard as you fucking can and don't let it go, because that's going to be your 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 guiding point in in every aspect of your life. So now, you know, I'm 27 years old. I never, never in a million years would have believed this where this is where I'm at in my life now. Never if I would have told myself at twenty one I'd be like hey you're running a clothing brand, you're you you tour manage for a band and on top of that your four year sobriety I'd be like yeah fucking okay, so I mean it's it's crazy when you 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 do you give yourself that opportunity to to have a clear mind everything opens up everything opens up everything you know from. From just giving you those that capability to truly find your potential in everything in life, whether that is work or if it's a relationship, um I wouldn't be where I am today if I wasn't sober. I know that. One, i'd I'd either be in jail, dead or whatever it may be. I wouldn't be here today. One hundred percent know that. i've I've come to terms with that a long time ago and and uh, you know this is this is my second ch- i this is my second chance at life i f- i finally for the first time in you know four four or er, the twenty twenty three years of my life i'm i feel like i'm actually living now you know I, it i'm i feel alive and i i i truly feel myself and i've found myself in the past four years and it's something that's never gonna you know i'm never gonna be done with it's that that's the crazy thing about it is you're always going to be continually figuring more and more about out about yourself and it can be scary at times because you're like oh shit i don't like those things that's for sure but then you you learn ways around that and you learn ways to cope with with you know bad behavior and bad thoughts and everything like that but it but it all comes down to to you having that that clear mind and actually having the full capabilities of making proper decisions and i like like i say to many people i'm like i have no excuse i I have no excuses anymore well with whatever my behavior is as a person being a good person being a bad person doing good or bad things like i don't have being drunk or high to to fall back on anymore it's all on me now I have to consciously make every single decision now because I don't have anything that I can blame it on anymore. So, really, really makes, you know, puts things into perspective and really makes you take that ex- extra second to think. So, yeah, I'm, uh, I mean, I'm I'm stoked for the future I I don't exactly uh I don't exactly know what what all that means and what's what's all in store for me but I'm super excited to figure that out that's for sure and yeah if I if I wasn't sober I I I would not be where I am today I can tell you that so my I I'm pretty pretty active on Instagram that's that's like my biggest platform that I go on it's just Alec Robinson underscore um so that, yeah, hit me up on there. I tell, I tell people all the time if, if, uh, you know, I don't have all the answers for sobriety, that's for sure. But what I can do is I can lend an understanding ear. So if you want to shoot me a message on there, you're more than welcome to, I I, I'll be honest. I get a lot of messages. I have a pretty decent following. So I get get a lot of messages. So don't, uh, don't take that as me, me ignoring you. I I try to put it, put away some time to to be able to try to get through all those, but yeah, Instagram's huge. Also, um, you know, my, my clothing brands company is at iron Inning fitness. Um, we make, we make uh, tattoo inspired streetwear. So we've got a huge passion for clothing and we're, we're bringing a, you know, everyone, people from all walks of life into it, which is, which is pretty awesome about it. Um, got a lot of people who, you know, are sober that, that have found, you know, being, being active is extremely beneficial for them. And, and that, you know, the clothing gives them an extra boost of confidence to be able to go out there and do that. So yeah, that's uh, the Instagram for, for iron and ink. Yeah. It's iron and ink fitness, but yeah. um, Either that or my personal Instagram. um, Yeah. You're more than welcome to, to reach out if you got, if you got anything you want to talk about, like I said, I'll do my best to, to get back to you in a, in a timely fashion because I, I do get uh i do get a lot of messages but i tr- I try my best
1: wow thanks alec uh way to put yourself out there man i really really appreciate that and uh, i i hope our viewers will take him up on that
0: yeah and he does answer like he answered me yeah yeah i i hit him up and he was like sure dm me yeah let me let me know and his instagram is fuck great like he does this manic monday thing check out his instagram because uh he does a lot of funny stuff. There's, there's, you know, some serious things on there too, but, but it, there's a lot of comedy on there. A lot of, a lot of relief, you know, and cool. it's, it's fun, you know, we but the that, story man. is great. Yeah. Like it, it just goes like from such a serious place, you know, like he was talking about, like just being, becoming
1: that violent drunk. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. And Wow. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Like I wasn't I wasn't violent, but I knew people like that, you know? I was like that,
0: like I, I yeah. could switch on a dime.
1: Yeah, I interacted with a lot of you guys. <laughs>
0: yeah. You know? And and the shit like like obviously he was loved, you know, right. and people wanted to hang out and like there's always that like fuck you know which which guy are we gonna get tonight you know kind of thing and and i could relate with that you know so well and he
1: didn't he didn't have it easy growing growing up either you know he had that anxiety that depression yeah you know it, it, it had him in and out of mental institutions and
0: it, 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 yeah as a kid
1: yeah as, as just a little tyke yeah. i think anytime that uh that's the case i mean you you find that drugs and alcohol and it's
0: Boom. It's a relief, a man. solution.
1: Yeah, exactly. Ah. Yeah, like I can breathe, I can relax, I can you know, I can go throughout the day without thinking about the thousands of irrational fear or or yeah. how unworthy I am of love. Yeah. And so I I identified with a lot of his story, man, especially that part. Like, yeah. And and I I really like that he he joined the military out of spite, out of spite. Yeah. Cause I feel like I did so many things out of spite. Yeah. You know, to the, to my loved ones, like I'm going to drink at you. Yeah. Just watch me. Like, you don't think I can do it? Fuck you. I'm going to drink at you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like just yeah, the, and the his, craziness. And, and
0: you know, he talked about his, his, his narcotics and, and the amount of narcotics he took and, and it seemed like for me, you know, meth and alcohol were, were the, the driving factors for trouble for me,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, um, pretty much everything else I could sit on the couch and just chill.
1: Sure, uh, sure. But
0: those two things, you know, and, and so I could relate with that. And, and it is crazy the amount of drugs that we can put into our bodies and not die. You know, our bodies are so amazing and, and mm-hmm. so grateful for mine today, you know, Um, and then just that mental switch to where you like, you become so like he was talking about, you become so selfish in the disease that next thing, you know, you know, you always blacking out and fucking wondering what happened to the point where, you know, like you come downstairs and he shared, you know, finally getting physical with his little mom and, Mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. and leading to the decision to finally get sober. Like that's super scary for, and he's, he's obviously not a little guy, right? Yeah, you know, I imagine when he's violent and drunk and and in in that blacked out rage, it's probably scary for anyone to be around it. Like I wouldn't want to be around it.
1: Yeah, yeah, to say the least. Like I, I, I really admire that he, you know, he put his foot down. and He put it out there, and he said, you know, I'm done. I'm, I'm done. done. And he he texted all of his friends, and and I think I must have done this, you know, where I <laughs> where I told. Well, I mean, I know that I I definitely had people that were really really close to me that I was like I'm done. I'm done drinking, you know. Yeah. And of course, they were just like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Oh, yeah. Oh,
0: oh, by the way, there's a wedding tonight. <laughs>
1: right. Oh, well, I mean, after the wedding after the- <laughs> and and then I guess there's football like <laughs> you know, there was always a reason not to do it, but but, you know, in his case, he did it.
0: He did it. Yeah. And not traditional, you know, 12-step treatment, like none of that stuff. Like he made the decision and, and I love that that's what he did mm-hmm. because it can be done that way. Sure. Successfully. Yeah. And, and you can have great purpose and help people get sober and help people overcome anxiety and depression without all the traditional ways of, of doing it, the quote-unquote traditional ways of doing it. Because we're learning now that there is no traditional way of doing it. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And I love that he said, you have to want it, mm-hmm. and it boils down to a decision that you make and follow through with it. Yeah. Like, Fucking at the end of the day, like I know like he says it perfect. At the end of the day, like that's what it comes down to
1: mm-hmm.
0: is you making the decision And that. And that's absolutely true. You yeah. know, all the support in the world, all the therapy in the world, all the medication in the world, all those things, you know, those things help, but the driving factor of sobriety, not taking a drink is deciding to not take the drink
1: on a daily basis.
0: And on a moment to moment basis at that, as we know, yeah. like, like when the, when the craving comes up, we have to stop and not indulge. Mm-hmm. We have to, you know, and I, and I loved, like, I just, I love this guy's story, you know? Yeah. And it was such an honor to be able to talk to him and get it and, you know, well,
1: what a cool dude. Yeah. Yeah. Really appreciate that. And thank you, Alec. Yeah. It was, it was great. I really liked the three things too. Yes. So you need someone to love, something to do, and something to look forward to. Yeah. <laughs> per- I feel like as long as I have those three things, generally I'm, I'm sitting pretty. Yeah. You know, feeling pretty good.
0: Yeah. I've been on his website and and looked at his clothes and, and stuff like that. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to get something before the shoot, you know, but <laughs> you'll be seeing me and some of that stuff on my Instagram page because they have taste, tasteful clothing and, and you know, just... I love that he found purpose. Yeah, that's that's the big thing. And is able to share that, and other people are able to be inspired by him. Mm -hmm. So,
1: Well, so cool, man. Yeah, Uh, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, thanks a bunch. And and the band is Throw the Fight? (laughs) Throw the Fight. And his Instagram handle? His
0: Instagram handle is Alec Robinson underscore. Right. Um, He mentions that. Uh, so yeah
1: hit him up hit, hit him up, up guys check out his check out his website check out his band check out Instagram all those things all the things man. Yeah. check our stuff out too if you want <laughs> <laughs> we're on Instagram at uh, the other side of hell 101 Facebook is the same and and if you're interested in telling your war story we would love to hear it it's at uh, just email us at the other side of hell 101 well oh no the other side of hell at gmail yeah and uh hit
0: us up on instagram and
1: then send us a dm on instagram we'd love to talk to you a little bit more about that but for sure that's our purpose yeah that's the purpose of this show is we to did con- it on purpose to connect others and to to share a message of hope with uh with those who may be struggling yeah
0: so thank you thanks jordan as always yeah
1: thanks jordan thanks Jaytown, thanks for piping in there man with your truth bomb you're the best <laughs> Yeah, I love you guys. I love you, Willie. I love you. And I love all of you listening or watching. Remember that we are and you are worth the work. We will see you on the other side.